Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC, and welcome all to part 39 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. What kind of week have you had, mate? As usual, just sat in the house and doing <laughs> a little bits and bats and taking job football training. But other than that, um, it, 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 it's been uh, normal. There's nothing. There's not much you can do, is there? Now, what time's Tom been getting out of bed this week? Well, I tell you, since this coronavirus, Thomas was up, up and about, but he's started to get a little bit bored now, uh, Gabby, and uh, that that pillow seems to be a bit, bit more softer on his head. <laughs> so, but Jock drags him out of bed. And how's Jock doing? Because before the coronavirus, you know, he had got a, a bad hamstring injury. Is he back in training? Is he all ready to go when when we do kick off again? Yes. Well. He'd just been uh, past fit to go and do some light training and then join him with, with everyone Yeah. Uh, if he had no reactions. Um, and then the coronavirus comes, so yeah. it's been a, it's been a horrendous time, not for him, but for everybody in a mm-hmm. sense, hasn't it? I mean, football is second to, to, to the coronavirus, so, um, but he's got himself back fit. We've been doing some uh, training. Um and looking at him now, he's looking. He's, he's not looking. He's definitely filling out. So yeah. I said to him, "You should be ready now to be knocking on that door." I don't mean knocking on the door to go see the manager. I'm on about knocking on the door to get in that first team and start pushing yourself. Don't be blaming anyone. Get in there, work hard. So uh, at this moment in time, that's how how I think of him at this moment in time with his training and uh, and his next progression in football. Now, he, he was on loan to Lincoln United. When we start back, will he be going back to Lincoln? No. Or will it be no. Grimsby? No, he'll be staying at Grimsby because, obviously, I would imagine, uh, I mean, he has got another year and a bit contract to, to, to go. I would imagine all the way he's not seen him train, he's not seen him play. Yeah. Uh, so, He'll be there training. Uh, he'll, he'll have a look at him. I would imagine that before the end of the season, they won't have a look at all these young boys, yeah. see what he thinks of them, you know, uh, and then it'll go from there. He'll either he'll either he'll either uh, get in into the squad or into the team, or Holloway might not think he's any good, and then uh, he'll be out, uh, trying to offload him or trying to uh, send him out on loan. So that's the position he's in, and. I mean, there's lots of footballs at moment in time. At moment in time, with they don't know what's happening with this coronavirus. Yeah. Football players, certainly Premier League players, have have been in the uh, the media spotlight again this week. Should they take a pay cut? And in Kyle Walker's case, 
organising <laughs> bit of a party, to be quite truthful, to put it mildly. What's, what's your take on both of those situations, TC? We're all different, Gabby. Yeah. Every one of us is different. I mean, and I'm not saying it for sake of saying it, in today's modern day football, uh, the vast amount of money they're earning, majority of them should be should be well covered. Mm. Should be well covered without any problems. And they shouldn't be looking at anything other than taking a pay cut and trying to help all the other people what's working at that uh, football clubs throughout the country. Yeah. Now, as you go down leagues, it, it becomes a bit more um, difficult. I know Grimsby's uh, taking a, a 20% pay cut, but don't, I mean, when you look at people like Jock, they're only on peanuts. Yes. So, uh, but rightly so. Everything should be looked at to help uh, everyone what's working at the football club and trying to, you know, save the club and trying to uh, save uh, all the people what works at that football club. Mm -hmm. And not just that football club, everywhere else. Again, Carl Walker, he knows knows the the responsibility of it all. Again, we were talking about, uh, are they... um, What's the word you were looking at for the last week? Well, we were talking about whether football players were role models, and I don't think that they are. I think that they do influence, and they influence you on a pitch as a footballer, but they've never influenced me as how to live my life. You're right, but lots of people people think the coronavirus, you know, is just a a bad flu virus. Mm. Some are really more concerned about it. It's the same as that with football. Some will think they're role models, some will think, uh, you know, they're not. They've they've got their own lives to lead. lead. It shouldn't be arranging, it should not be arranging parties. It should not be arranging parties. Mm. You know, uh, not only that, it, it reflects on him, it reflects on the club, it reflects on the manager. And it, re- it reflects on the society. So, and I'm not having to go at him because I understand him, but he knows what not, what to do and what he shouldn't be doing. The problem is, the young lads fit, yeah, right? and they want to get out. And you know, they've been they've been locked up. And when I say locked up, they're not locked up. I should take that back. It's a different word. You know, they've locked been in. Uh, they're, they're in a lockdown where yeah. they, you know, they're allowed to go out for a walk. They're allowed to go and train as jocks training so they're allowed to do uh, so much training you know but not not in not in groups so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't and, and we're damned if we if we stick up for them and we're damned if we don't so it, it's 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 the wrong thing to be looking at and, and trying to analyze because he's done it and he's, he's gonna have to take the consequences for it isn't he can we just take away the coronavirus aspect of it now I I heard or I've I've heard secondary because I didn't listen to the interview but you know you you hear the fallout of and from discussions that Kyle Walker no way is he going to be picked again by Gareth Southgate for his antics. Now the coronavirus wasn't mentioned but having these parties involving girls and other football players as well now if we take that in isolation foreign players and I've just posted up a, another um, video of, of Diego Armando Maradona who was arguably the greatest footballer that I've ever seen play and Ronaldinho both of them football players I'm guessing would have been 
at that party of Kyle Walker if they were teammates. Are we too judgmental of football players? Because guys and girls do do things like that. Should that get in the way of them being picked or not picked for England? Coronavirus taken to one side for a moment. Well, let me tell you, let me put this to you. Yeah. You remember Eric Cantona? Yep. Remember, right? What did he do, right, at Crystal Palace? Yeah, he can full kick someone. Yeah. A weak manager like Southgate. Yeah. And I'll get a lot of crap from people, but I'm mm. telling you, he's weak. Yeah, I agree. A weak guy, a weak guy by like Southgate yeah. will cave in. Yeah. Cluffy wouldn't cave in. No. Right? He would have been punished, and rightly so. Mm. Right? So, Cantona, uh, Ferguson, managed the scenario absolutely brilliantly. Yep. My club, Sheffield Wednesday, made the biggest rick of the club of, in the club's history when they got rid of uh, De Canio. Now, some will think it was good, yep. but in my opinion, and this is my opinion, mm. and I don't, give a, I don't give a damn what some fan think, some, some fan thinks it was the wrong thing to do. Yep. It was the wrong thing for do for, for De Canio to go and push the referee, mm. but it, it weren't a, an hard push. And did the referee make a a, a big scene out of yes. it? Yes, he did. Yeah. He milked the glory he was going to get from it. Yeah. There's no right, there's no wrong in it. There's nothing There's nothing we can do. He got punished in Sheffield Wednesday, get him a free transfer. Who picks him up is Harry Redknapp and West Ham uh, benefited from it. Yeah. Now let's go back to Southgate. Kyle Walker's not been in his squad for the last two or three squads. Correct. So that's that. Look at me. I'm a strong man. I'm a big man. I'm going to tell you know all these these, these players got some two hundred thousand pound a week at Manchester City. You know I'm I'm showing the bit of authoritarian about me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Load of rubbish. Yeah. A good manager would discipline him. A good manager would make him apologise. A good manager would have him in his squad because you put your best players in your squad. Correct. He does not fancy. He does not fancy Kyle Walker because he has left him out on occasions. It's all excuse for these type of managers. Yep. Right. Uh, and I keep saying when I said to you about Alan Hudson and Tony, I mean, Tony Kelly, I'm just doing an article about when I when I when I joined Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds United and Tony Kelly absolutely destroyed Southampton. Yep. What a wonderful performance. So we had players like the Iniestas and the Zavis. We've had all them. And our our managers made an excuse and called them Mavericks. Yeah. And he's trying to show his authority, about, which is a weak... Uh, it's weak for me what he's doing. Yeah. He's trying to be something that he's not. Yes, what I will say about him, yes, he's improved the England squad. Does it... Does it look as though we're going to win anything? I'll tell you what, put a Guardiola and a Klopp in charge of that England squad because that England squad now has got some top, top players. Yeah. And I don't want to be rude to the goalkeeper because he's a good goalkeeper, but we have got to get a world-class goalkeeper and we will we would have a chance of winning it. Do I think we'll win it under Southgate? No, but I think he's going. He's trying to go about the right the right way about it, but I don't think he's got the right ideas to, to, to push it that way because we have to play with the tempo. You have to be strong as a manager. You know, I mean, he's been, he's been trying to be strong with, with, with Walker, what's in and out of the squad. Is it the same? Is the same with uh, Harry Kane? Because Kane's a goal scorer. You need goal scorers. But you wouldn't say he's a, an all-round world player 
is a great player, right? Would, would he would he drop Southgate, uh, Kane, uh, Kane if he uh, did something wrong like that? No, he wouldn't. And it's an hypothetical question because yes. we'll never know that we'll we'll never know the answer, you know. So for me, it's wrong what he's done. I was gone about it, and it was wrong by uh, Kyle Walker because if it got out and somebody's going to say it because you'll have one of the wives, right, whose husband uh, gone there, or you'll have one of the players what's weak and couldn't wait to tell somebody and then what happens it gets out into the um, public and then it, you know it, it's got it causes him problems and it'll cause him problems at Manchester City now guarantee you yeah my my secondary question to that would have been and you've you've already answered it if that had been Harry Kane how would Gareth have tackled that and for me I've always I've always said this and I always believe this. I don't care what my players do in their free time. All I care is what my players do on that football pitch. And I'll discipline them for what they do or what they don't do on the football pitch or pat them on the back. Or do you always said this about Osgood? Dave Sexton never ever once gave him a pat on the back. He slagged him off a loads of times and called him all sorts. And and Ozzy and uh, and Dave Sexton almost come to blows on many occasions. But he said never once seen him put his arm around him. And and as a manager, that's what I would do. I would get Carl Walker to one side if I was his manager and I say, look, in the day in these days of the coronavirus and we're told to stay in and do what we we were told to do. You were daft. Same as Jack Grealish. But I put my arm around him and say, look, we've all been kids. We've all been daft. If I think you're good enough to play in this football team and give you a starting shirt, I'll give it you. Whether you've been shagging half the street or, or, or nobody, as the case may be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that come between me and a player in my starting 11, 100%. Well, for me, the petty little things. What's what, yeah. what, what what's happened? I, I know this coronavirus. Uh, exactly. But it, yeah. It's coming out now that it's coming out now that there's, there's not going to be as many deaths as what they originally thought of. It's choose how many dies. It's still a bad thing. Absolutely. It's still a bad thing. Yeah. But a but a brave manager, and a strong manager, can handle a scenario of players. Yeah. The ones what leave somebody out, what's not going to be in his squad. That's weak for me, yeah. Because he's trying to play the big man. Hundred percent. So I I agree with you one hundred percent, and I've seen it. I have seen it at football clubs when players have got away with it. I can honestly say I've never got away with it because I never went out drinking, and I yeah. mean that was the biggest problem we had in in, in our walk of life uh, was drinking. But then a, a, a manager managers could have sorted it out because they are they are problems. Uh, what, what what players have. Uh, but it, it were it were frowned on uh, for a manager to um, to think players, you know, didn't have addictions and didn't have uh, problems. You know, they looked at it, get on with it. But that that I would have in those days, that's what the society was about, wasn't it? You know, you know. So uh, no, no I, I don't agree with Southgate. I'm not bothered who wants to have a go at me. My opinion is, pick your best players, pick your pick your best squad. And let the players know who the manager is, uh, what the rules and regula- uh, re- regulations are. And if you step over that line, and you can say, well, they stepped over the line. Hang on a bit. They've not gone out and done all seriously. They've gone to a mate's house, yeah. or they've had a party at their house. Make no mistake, they will have known if they've got the coronavirus, yeah. because they'll have been 
that have been tested. Yeah. I've been working with Huddy now for uh, for a couple of years, and I said I said to Al pretty much the first first time we actually got together, and, and, and I said the thing is Al with with you and the you know players like Rodney Marsh and like Stan and Frank and and other players of that ilk, your brains are wired different to ours. You know, you went out on that football pitch and you produced magic, and you as entertainers. Now, as a fan, why would I expect you? to do that on a football pitch and just be so extravagant and entertain us, yet when you come into Civvy Street, just be the same as us. And I, I don't think the two marry By the up. way, by the way, they, let me interrupt you on that. Yeah. They are the same as you. They because are, what, but, but they're they very, are, no, no, very no, no, different no, 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 as no, well, TC. No, they are not. They are not, because when they come off that football field, Gabby, yeah. when they come off that football field, they want to be, they want to be your. They want to go in a pub. Sit down and mix and and, and think. Yeah, so but they're going to the do people, things but, different to what we will do, won't they? No, they will. They will go in the pub and then they might pull a, pull a bird and then go off that way. Yeah. They want to go in the pub. They want to sit there. They want. They thought nothing of it of going on a football field. I promise you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I know we. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I know where you're coming from. They're doing things on a football field. What other play? Other people would love to be able to do, and they can't work out how they've done it. Yeah. You know, it's just a skill what's done it. But when they come off the field, I tell you, when I went on a football field, when Stan Bowles went on a football field, when Tony Curry went on a football, and Alan Hudson, right, they went on a football to get w- rid of all the worries they had. Yeah. Whether it were drinking, gambling, womanising, uh, whatever. As soon as you come off it, mm. your problems start again. Right? So what do you do? You're either good at bookies or you're good at... Uh, yeah pub and get drinking. They are, they were, if you ask majority of them lads, fans, when they went to pubs, they were normal. You will get the odd one of them. Even one of them will turn yeah. out really eccentric. Really eccentric. You will get the odd one. But in general, they just want to be normal people what go in a pub. I mean, if you saw a, a, a superstar player today going in a pub, right, you'd think there's something radically wrong. But in our days, it happened. Yeah. It happened. And then, obviously, they become alcoholic, some of them. And, you know, it's the wrong thing to do. But I know where you're coming from, but they are just normal people. It's just when they're on a football field, they can do things better on a football field than other people. They express themselves. But when they get off it, they find the majority of them, I guarantee you, majority of them will be shy. Yeah. They are. Majority of them will be shy. Obviously, as we get older, we come out as a shell a little bit. But as, as players, uh, when you when you're doing uh, reasonably well, it's a bit different now because they've made a vast amount of money for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, George Best was different altogether because he had all the adulation of uh, everybody wanting to, to to be part of him and uh, what the advertisement and everything. It wasn't heard of in our days that type of thing, was it? But I know where you're coming from. Sorry, I, I you know I I just had to think you know the I, I know what you're saying the different. To being on the field, to being off it. But they just wanted to be in the public, lads. Yeah. Just be normal. Let's indulge a little bit in uh, in our history vault. We, we didn't mention it on um, last week's podcast. But let's talk briefly about uh, Stan Bowles. Because we don't have to always go back to the 50s and, and beyond. We can talk about players that played in the 70s and the 80s in our history vault, history vault as well. And Stan Bowles. 
absolute genius. Players today just don't play like Stan, do they? Well, even Stan had problems with the managers. Yeah. You seen as Osgood. Exactly. You know, Messi and them are allowed to... Exp- Iniesta and all them were allowed to... Ex- the continental players are allowed to express themselves. Yeah. Majority. The more I see now interviews with players, uh, players on these podcasts and everything else, I'm hearing little bits coming out, like I've always said. You know, a manager bollocking them all the time, a manager uh, dropping them, you know... Uh, because they gained a bit more uh, publicity than they, what they were giving, you know. But you're, you're right what you're saying. You know, the players today, what the English players have all been, they're all athletes. They're not natural talented footballers. Yeah. They're continental players. I mean, Jack's a natural, Jack Grealish is a natural talented footballer. Yep. And I'm not sticking up for him, a completely natural talented footballer, right? He would be a better player playing in, uh, Spain, yeah. France, Portugal, because they're allowed to express themselves. All we work on in this country, still, still, is uh, work rate. Now, a prime example, Gabby, I hear people turning around and saying, you know, they should be on a bonus system uh, and not all this money. What happens if you're playing for another field town? What don't win? What don't win for mm. 30 odd games? You'll be losing money, hands down. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is players go out to play football because they love it. Yeah. Once you become a personal footballer, you still want to play, you still want to enjoy yourself, and you still want to express yourself. The problem is a manager is wanting the best for him, not for the players, not for the players, for him, because he's wanting results to keep his job. He's wanting uh, players to work hard. You should work out. All players should work out. And in general, players will look after the bodies. More so now than what they did nowadays. You know. Uh, but the, the problem with it all is when Stan Bowles is trying to express himself, he's getting a bollocking. Now, we don't know what's happening with our English coaches, with, with the technical players. We don't know. But we do know, because what did you just tell you about what would happen with Osgood? Yeah. Make no mistake, you never had it. Listen, I never had it from Brian Clough. And, and, and I can honestly say I never had a bollocking from Brian Clough. Mm. I never had one from Howard Kendall. Always encourage me. You know, Jack Chowell, after yeah. every game, win, lose, or draw, he'd want to pull my head off. You know, <laughs> Because if we won 3-0, I tell you not to go. Get in that corner, right? And if, and if, if we won 1-0... He'd put his arm around, well, he won't put his arm around me, but he'd be the happiest man in the world because we've won 1-0. Yeah. And we've done everything what he wanted to do, kill the game off, yeah. you know. And I understand it, don't get me wrong. I understand that in one sense, he gets some of the result that we've won. But it's all right if you win in leagues, and if you don't win in anything, it's as bad as playing attacking football and losing anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So you might as well try and get the balance right in between the, def- uh, the defending and the attacking. And that's that's always been my... Uh, philosophy on football I think Stan's philosophy on football was just go out entertain the crowd and do what you feel is is natural I've um I'm halfway through through his book the autobiography great read by the way yeah you know Stan yeah football weren't a job to Stan no a nobby yeah he was a nobby he he was more interested in horses and everything else that what he was that what he's more in shape. Football, if I'll, I'll just go out and play and score, we'll win. And that's, that's how we thought. It would have not be funny. Mm. Whereas some players, you know, they're obsessed with it. 
So, sorry, go on about the book. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm halfway through the book and in, in the, the first chapter, what's happening today, I mean, Stan says, it's no secret that the two main passions in my life have been football and gambling. Probably not in that order. <laughs> and, and it's fair to say I was a good deal better at kicking a football than I ever was, was at backing yeah. horses. <laughs> but it's true. It's yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, but reading that book, it's one of the funniest books that I've ever read. And 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 Shanksy, I've done a podcast with Shanksy because in chapter thirteen, it's shackled with Shanks, and uh, there's a great insight to their friendship. And in fact, reading the book, Don Shanks features heavily in it. I mean, they were. As Stan, yeah, and as Stan said, we were like two cartoon characters going through life, just leaving a trail of destruction behind us. And that's what them two boys were like. I mean, Uddy's reiterated that in some of the stories that Alan's uh, related of, of their days, of the, the dogs and, and, and so on. But we just don't get characters like that today. And, and I know that the press do hammer players and okay in terms of Jack and Kyle Walker but you know if we had Stan Bowles and Frank Worthington with what them guys used to get up to in the 70s they make these kids look like choir boys trust me. Do you know something Gabby I'm going to tell you a true story yeah you talk about um, Stan with gambling and, 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 Udi and all of them Frank, yeah. Frank was another one I don't know. I don't think Tony Curry was. I don't no. think he ever he was into gambling. No, Tony but he wasn't. But he weren't. But he weren't a drinker either. No, he was shy, wasn't he? After the pitch, yeah. he was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I don't think. He, well, I know he weren't a drinker. Yeah. So, but all the players I've known what gambled have taken more abuse. Yeah. From football managers, and I mean abuse, mm. and I mean abuse, and being bullied, right? Compared to any of the ones what drank. Because on a on a on a on a week on a weekend they were out after a game getting pissed out the heads, uh, Saturday night and Sunday. Uh, Monday we'd be back in running and you could smell, right? Uh, and all they would do would just run them to get out of it. But if if it was a if it was a, a stand bowls, what have been out gambling, and they don't even worry about that. Once once they're playing their football, they forget about all the worries. But they always take it, took it out of them because of maybe because they're wasting the money what they're earning on gambling and uh, just didn't like it. But they they took the full uh, brunt of the manager's uh, volleys and verbals. I guarantee you, far more than the ones what drank. But wouldn't you like to see on Netflix a program, a documentary? About the Lovely. life of Stan Bowles, of Alan Hudson, of Frank Worthington. You Lovely. know, I, I look at this Sunderland till I die, and I remember back in 1993, 94, I got involved in. Uh, How boring is that? Well, yeah, but I got involved in a Birmingham City documentary. It was Inside Story. It was a BBC. It was an hour. It depicted, uh, you know, the first year of, of Sullivan and and David Gold in, in charge of Birmingham City and. How they got the football club, what they invest in the football club, and ultimately the club got relegated. And that was it. And that was 25 whatever years ago. And it was an hour with this, with Sunderland Till I Die. Who wants to watch weekly or six programmes and then another series of six programmes about a club? And I said this to Woody, you know, a football club, a magnificent football club, let's be honest about Sunderland. But a manager that can't manage, football players that can't play, and a team that's in absolute turmoil, why would I want to waste 12 hours of my life watching that 
Dirge. Listen, some managers thought I didn't listen to them. I did listen to them. I did not like the way how they yeah. play the football. You just asked me a question. I never forget what anybody says to me. You asked me a question. Yeah. Wouldn't I like to see uh, a documentary of an Alan Hudson career? Yeah. Yes, I would. Right? And then I said to you, I said to you, uh, who wants to watch that? And then you came back, you know, with a documentary about so and so. Listen, if it's going to be about the club, do it about the club. Yeah. Right? But let's, uh, if you're going to do it about players, then let's let's have a look at the players' lives, what they were doing and how they did things. Yeah. Because they can do it now. And Alan Hudson could do it now. Stan Bowles could do it because they walk through everything. There's nothing to lose now. We're players. What they're doing, I mean, when, when you watch the Sunderland uh, documentary, I wouldn't watch it. And I'm not, and I'm not having a go at the guy, mm. because the, you know as well as I do, when, when they get on television, majority, majority, majority of them are not being themselves. No, absolutely. They're playing, they're playing up to, uh, and trying to be nice to, to this and trying to nice to do that, and then they'll feel, put a few swear words in and think, yep. oh well, I bet it can be a so and so, you know. If you're going to do a documentary, do it on the right lines of what you think's right. Mm. Now, them players at Sunderland, what do you think they're going to think of that guy and the owner? I'll be honest. Seriously. I'll be honest. I haven't watched it, so I can't really comment on that. I just I wouldn't watch it because they don't want to watch it. I mean, I've been. I, sorry, go on. I, I know that they. They tried to make a documentary of Alan Hudson. Whether they got the trailer, they got everything. It was called Smashed, but they they couldn't, get, as they put it, couldn't get the interest. And I'm like, you're having a laugh, ain't you? Alan Hudson, one of the greatest players. I mean, I would have called it pain and glory with Stan, with you, with Frank, with all Charlie George, with all of these players. I'd love to watch documentaries. I bet, I bet if they put something like that of one of these old players, mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you. The television had our biggest ratings than they've had for years. Well, these people you know, that the tried to do with Audi yeah. just didn't want to do it. They couldn't yeah, get the interest. It, because it's the political correctness it's people. Incredible. What's behind? Yeah. It's, been, it's the political correctness behind the TV people, mm. and it's a lot of it is false. Look at look at the people who they put. Look at the people who we think are great players in this country. We call them world stars. We're supposed to come up against the proper world stars. What you name a few, and I'll you tell, tell you if I think I'm gone. You tell me. What happens to us when we play against the world stars, England? Well, we get beat because we just ain't good exactly. enough. We ain't got no world stars. Hang on a bit. Hang on a bit. Let me tell you something. Gerard Lampard. Uh, Decent players, but oh, not world on, class. Hang on, hang on a bit. All them. Right. Who who beat him? Finland. Finland. Or South Africa. Playing in South Africa. Non-diplomed teams. Yeah, and they make excuses, Cost, you know. Yeah, we find Cost, it hard. Costa Rica and Uruguay. You know, find it hard. Italy. Load of rubbish. Yeah. Load of rubbish. You know, it's it, it, that they find they find out how good they are. Mm. No one can turn around and say about me, I weren't good enough to play for England or other nuts and all Tony Curry. I don't give a damn what they think because it's opinions. Yep. We never played. And when Hudson, when Hudson and them did play, Hudson did play in his position. Didn't, he only played two games or three games and didn't two. pick him then after that. Yeah. McDonald, right, Curry, Curry, I like Oddle. Don't cost, don't try and compare Oddle to Curry. Don't anybody and and I like Donald as a player. Totally agree. Right? I like Donald as a player. No, not in the same class as, uh, as Tony Curry. And totally I did agree. like Donald. Yeah, same you know, right. None of us had a chance to play on the big stage in big games. When they, I mean, 
I think Curry did play against the Poland. He did play against Poland, and that, so he did play for Poland. Yeah, yeah. I think he played twenty-five. Yeah, which, he did something like that. Tony had the most. Right. Yeah. But, but when I said when I said twenty-five, I don't know if it were twenty-five full internationals or I don't know because I've never mm. I never really bothered. I mean, I'll, Ricketts playing for England, playing one Incredible, game for England. You know, you know, not just Ricketts. Jeff Thomas played yeah. one game for England. I tell you what, footballers. That just shows you how bad we have in this country managers when they when, when they can pick players like that. Come on, national team. And when they when they pick these players, when do they pick him? When does they pick a career of all? I mean, like I said, Curry got more chances, but a bowlers or a, or a Leticia, they'll play him against a non-diplomed team, uh, switch all the team around, play him out of position, not good enough to get beat. He's not good enough. I tell you, we're good enough. Don't play again. Yeah. You know, what have they ever done? And I'm right when I say about English coaches, whether they like it or not. I'm not having a go at them. I don't dislike them. What I'm trying to say to them, what have they, what you tell me, another an English coach, what's one out since Rebbe and um, at club level and Clough? Tell me. Well, the goes on. Are you moving? Are you moving the TC? Are you moving that phone again? You set me up. Sorry, you're breaking up. Put it to your face. Put it to your mouth. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yes. Stuart Pearce, Sam Allardyce, and uh, David Moyes. Stuart Pearce. He got he got under twenty ones. Yeah. Right. So he got the best got the best players to pick from. Did he pick Did he pick from the did he pick the best players? In my opinion, no. Yep. He managed Manchester City. You can't get a bigger club than Manchester City. Mm. It's a massive club. It was, yep. In 67, 68, they were winning league titles and FA Cups. Yep. In the early club. 70s. Yeah, great right? club. He's, he's, he's managed that club. Mm. Made a mess of it. Won yep. nothing, got the sack. Yeah. Moyes and, and, and Allardyce. Allardyce gets the clubs what's near the bottom and everybody says, oh, he saves them. Saves who? Let's see, let's see if you can save a Huddersfield Town. Anybody can save a Crystal Palace when there's other teams worse than you. Yeah. Anybody can save an Everton when there's worse teams than you. Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't take anybody else if they had no chance of staying up. They don't like it when I say when, when I express my opinion. Yeah. You know, and it's true what I'm saying. I guarantee you, it's true what I'm saying. What have they ever won as managers? What what legacy will they leave as a football manager? Nothing. Right, Nothing. they'll leave like they'll leave like rest of them. Hmm. Get your sleeves rolled up, work hard. Yeah, absolutely pathetic what they've done to our game. Nothing, and I don't give a damn whether whether some of my ex players don't like me. What play with some or don't? I'm saying it as it is. In my opinion, they've taken our game back twenty years. They've, you tell me a player they've improved. Name I know else. Tell me one player they've improved. Silence is golden. I can't think of any. So, so in well, fact, what I would say is, what I would say is, in modern times, the best English manager in modern times has been Big Ron. Yes. There's been very, very few that yes, could I'll match agree. Big Ron for the way that he, his philosophy and the way he played football. Obviously, Listen, I mean, Cluffy as well. Um, but we always talk about uh, Brian. But um, but but all the others, you know, you're right. There are very very few English managers that have that have stamped their mark on the English game, have improved players, and have won either cups or titles or World Cups because they ain't there. Our managers yeah. have let players down. 
I'm watching a uh, I'm watching a po- podcast. It's brilliant. Get what yep. it's little little what played at Palace and Burnley. What's his second name? Just one second. Tom. Is it Glenn Little? What? What's that little second name on that podcast? Glenn. Is it Glenn? Glenn Little, isn't it? Glenn Little. Yeah. Brilliant podcast. Absolutely uh, brilliant. And he was on about when he was at uh, Reading with Steve Koppel. Yep. Right? And this is how false managers are. This is how false. They're all so nice to each other. I mean, I would say to Jack, I don't like your philosophy. Loved him. Loved him. I hated his philosophy. Yeah. And I couldn't stop laughing at it. I could not stop laughing. It's so funny. It's the best podcast I've ever seen in my life. You know, for fun. You know, yeah, and he, and he said, uh, Steve Coppel once he said we were playing um, Watford, Avery Boothroyd, Avery Boothroyd is manager of Watford. He said, whatever we do, we don't we don't uh, get beat to these. We're going to play like they do. We'll just get the ball and boot it, because I hate this type of football. But that's what we're going to do because we're not going to let them get get one over us, right? Because that's parasite football. That's the exact words he used on the television. Yeah. Right, it's a brilliant podcast. But when that come up, I even—I mean, I was laughing at it all time because the funny things about it. it, it you know, when players really opened up and start expressing themselves, what had happened in, in, in the game, it was funny, brilliant. And I mean, I laughed at it because I can relate to some of the stories what we do. Yeah, you know, and uh, and 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 Ad Booth, right? And he said, uh, Stevie Coppel said it was parasite uh, football. You never hear Stevie Coppel uh, slag it off on, on TV, do you? But he's you saying don't, the you don't see Stevie Coppel on TV these days. No. He's vanished. No, but, what I'm, but what I'm trying to say, when he were doing it, because yeah. that's what he's on about, when mm. he was manager, yeah. Glenn, what Glenn Little was on about, is, and they weren't having a go, they were laughing lads because they were saying, because mm. they don't like playing that way. They don't like playing that way. Majority of them do not like playing that way. And he said, all they did was just play the long ball game. Watch it. It's, yeah. uh, it's um, Brown and... Uh, the lad from Barnes about playing football. It's their podcast, you okay. know. And honestly, with the watch, you'll piss yourself for laughing at it. It's brilliant. It's a two-part series. It's that good. It's a two-part series. But isn't it amazing with players, you know, former players and former managers, you know, like like Steve Couple, for instance, you don't hear a murmur from him now. He's almost vanished without trace in the world of football. It's crazy, but isn't he, it? I don't, I don't think he would ever... He ever uh, Welcome the limelight, did he? No, I don't think he did. To I be fair, you know, Big Rob would do. I, I would do when I was on a pitch. I always try to get away from it when I were off it. Yeah. Uh, Cluffy welcomed it. He, 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 he loved it. You know, the big characters seem to do. Yeah. But what he was saying about Boothwide, you know, and couple said it was a, it was, it's parasite football. I couldn't mm. stop laughing. Yeah. And then I said to my two lads, I said, "Where do you think Aidy Boothwide is now?" Exactly. Yeah. Managing the England under 21s, the same AD Boothroyd mm. what put Fodden on the bench. Yeah, right. How could you say Fodden should not get in the under 21s team, under 23s team? I mean, I've I've seen Adi Boothroyd and and uh, watched his tactics, watched his substitutions, watched his management of the under 21s, and I'll I'll be absolutely truthful with you, TC. I'd have sacked him years ago. I think he's absolutely shite. And that Never is my get, opinion. When they get sacked, when he gets sacked from one job, and again, it could be a lovely kid. I'm not talking as a person. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about him he's as, tact- a, as, a, yeah. as a tactical football. Yep. Right? His philosophy on the game. Yep. 
right? His philosophy on the game. He'll get the sack. I mean, he, he, he got the sack at Watford. Did when I said did well, he got a promotion. You know, he was going to be the next England manager. He used to laugh at me. I used to laugh at me. Yeah. He's going to be the next England manager. Finish up at Northampton. Then he gets the job with England. I know, it's incredible. With England. But why does he get a job with England? Well, this is the Philly thing. Uh, correct. Exactly. He will say, he will say, turn around and say, this, this, this. Like Southgate's just done with Kyle Walker. Correct. Let's see if they've done it. Let's see if he'll do it with a, with a Harry Kane. Or, or a Liam Sterling. Yeah. I wonder, what, I wonder what they'll do then. You I'm know. guessing they would bottle it, they'd make excuses, because as you've, you've alluded to earlier, weak management, poor management, and if it was me and I was the head of the FA, I'd get rid of all of them lot. I'd say to Pep, write your own cheque, come and run the English national team. And let me tell you something, and when I said that to you about Sterling, I will get some of them, the, the political Mr. P, Mr. Perfect, Peter Perfect men, uh, come on and turn around and say, well, he did that with Sterling. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Mm. St- st- they'd already qualified England. Yeah. Right? And I know what he'd have done. He'd have pulled him behind. I'm going to yeah, do this. I'm going to do that. We're going to dis- show them that we're disciplining. Yeah. He said, Jack, Jack, find me 100, 100 pounds. I said, I'm not playing it. Yeah. And, and I was well, adamant because I got I got booked for an absolutely horrendous tattle, Gabby. I swear to you. Yeah. And I did swear to the referee. And you shouldn't do. But I, I said to her, I'm not paying it, Jack. I'll tell you that now. You pay that and you put me on transfer list. Right? And he, he got £100 out of the save, the club's money, gave me, gave it me to give him back and then said, oh, you paid it now. Because at the end of the day, oh, we all know when we've done something wrong. Yep. Right? But th- th- that we, I know what they'll have done with Sterling. This is what we're going to do. We're going to boom, 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 cover it all up. And so look, we've disciplined him. Yep. Load of rubbish. Load of rubbish. I mean, Walker, he's not going to have Walker in his squad. End of. And that's, look at me, playing Mr. Big. Absolutely, too. So, random question of this podcast. It's first day of Passover today. Are you a religious person? And if you were, what religion would you be? (laughs) Well, I'm a Catholic. Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad's a Catholic. Yeah. My mum was a Protestant. Yeah. Uh, so we never went to church. My eldest brother's always gone to church. Yeah. My eldest brother. Um, I, I I just believe in one life and getting on everyone. Yeah. Honestly, I, if Sheffield wants to get beat tomorrow uh, by a better team, I'll thank. If they're not good enough, I moan to myself. I don't moan and groan. But we're religion concerned. I'll help anybody. Help yeah. anybody. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, I put things on thing. Listen, if Donald Trump has done something wrong, sack him, get rid of him, vote him out, boom. Right? Whoever it is. Because they should be there for the people, yep. Gabby. We we vote them in to get the uh, national health right, to get our roads right, to get uh, help for, for, for the hospital, help for people what's got no money. I mean, for all that, me. I mean, for I don't mind paying that little bit extra for that. I yep. really don't. I really don't. Right, so I'm not a religious man, uh, but I'm not against um, anybody going to church because, listen, a lot of those people who go to church are, are, are more, I'm not the evil, but bad, worse than what the ones who don't go to church. Yeah, they do the same things what you shouldn't be doing, and then uh, they go and do totally opposite. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Scottish uh, MP telling everybody not to do this. And I don't want to sack him, by the way, because she got the sack. Mm. Right? But she's saying we should stay in. And then she's going up to a country house, cottage, yep. in, uh, up in Fife somewhere. Yeah. You know. So it, all half of them are hypocrites. Yeah. You know, and they're telling us what to do. And they do totally opposite. And they must laugh at us. So I'm not against any religion. If you believe in it, there's no harm in it, but don't uh, prey on other people to, to follow it. You know, so so at the end of the day is, I'm a people's man. I am a people's man. We're all not going to get on. We all know that. We're all not going to get on. But I don't dislike people, Gabby. I really don't. Yeah, spot on. Great answer, TC. Which now leads us on to five great players, central defenders, British defenders of the 80s. What five have you picked for us this week? The five great defenders. Central defenders, not fullbacks. Central, central defenders of the 80s. Right, in the, in the 80s. So, um, and they are British, aren't they? Yes, I've gone all British. Again, if, if you want to put in one or two foreign defenders, nope. then that's no, no, fine. No, 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 Your no, show. no, 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 British. Uh, Alan Hudson, one. Yep. Kevin Beatty. Two. Alan Anson, Kevin Beatty, Phil Thompson, three. Yep. Uh, what are they calling the butcher's partner at Tipswich? Osman. Osman. That's four. You know, I mean, I, I know what Teddy Butcher well, like, but I tell you what, I gave him a lot of chasing when I played against him because he's just a big lad. You know, the balance of me going past him. It, always, if you throw the ball up into there to 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 to, to Terry Butcher, he's going to win it nine times out of ten. Yeah. You know. So uh, the, f- the fifth one, I'm going to go with. Uh, when I say this, he's on edge of playing in in this late seventies to the early eighties. Well, I t- no, I'm going to tell you for Mike Lovinson. He should have he should have been an English player, but we allowed him to go and play for Ireland. No, he's the other one. Because he was born I'm, in I, England, wasn't he? You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Preston lad. Yeah. That's... He's a Preston lad. Played with Brighton. Mm. Um, so he's the other one. Because um, I'm I'm looking for that type of player what can come out and play with the ball. But all three, all five of them, you know, could read the game. Yeah. All how, five could read good, the game. How good was Russell Osman? Great player, absolutely good. It's like it's like anything else. I played against I played against the I played against two kids. Did play many games against them, maybe four or five times because I went and played in the old third division with Sheffield Wednesday. When yeah. I played against them at uh, Forest, uh, Southampton, and Everton, was Sansom and um, and uh, Sansom at Arsenal then. Sansom and and uh, David Statham. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Gabby, two absolutely. It's a shame what's happened to uh, Samson. Yes, absolutely. At the FA, at the FA, I've done nothing about it. I yeah. know sometimes it, it is your fault as as human beings, mm-hmm. but when you go into an addiction like he's got, and majority of will be money problems, and that's why he's because he was more of a gambler than a drinker. Yes, and he got into drinking because of you know. When people drink, it's because of worries, yeah. or no else, you know. Um, and there were two absolutely world great players for England. Statham 
couldn't get in because of Sanson. And it doesn't mean that they were one more better than the other. And I'm not saying that Sanson were better than Statham because they were both great players, didn't kick, they tried to play the game, but Statham didn't get the games because of the manager picking. And Ray Clemens is another one. Yes. Whether you think Shilton was, uh, mm. was the best of the two, I, I was more for Clemens than Shilton. I thought Shilton was a great goalkeeper, but I, I was more Clemens. As goalkeepers go, yep. you know, and he's down to the manager when the players are that good, who he thinks is the best. And sometimes one misses out and, it, and he's missed out because of its, not favouritism, it's just his opinion, he's exactly. the best. And, that, and that's what that's about. If we just so Osman take, was a great player. Great player was Osman. If we take the Sanson and Statham debate to one side uh, for a couple of minutes, if Derek Statham was playing today, he would be an absolute shoo-in and get 100 England caps, wouldn't he? He was that good. Yeah. Well, if he was playing today, he wouldn't be at West Brom. Yeah, yeah. But let's quantify this. Back in them days with Big Ron and Statham playing at, at, at West Bromwich Albion, they were a Champions League side they weren't, far, they weren't, weren't they? far off it. Yeah, they weren't, yeah Champions League side, yes, yeah. without a doubt. But they weren't far off being a, you would say, yeah. being a Champions League winner. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to say about Statham, Statham failed a medical at Liverpool, I think. Okay. If I'm not wrong, you'll 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 research this study for next week. I'll ask him because he's a Facebook friend, and I'll, I'll I'll ask him. Will you give him my regards? He don't answer me. <laughs> He's a Facebook oh. friend. Lots of well, ex-players don't. You you well, do, well, and Oddie well, does. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Try this. Yeah. Say, send him. It's a Terry Coven sends his regards. See if you, see if you get all back from him. Yeah, I'll link you into it. Right. But he, I'm sure. I am sure he failed a medical at um, at um, Liverpool. Yeah. I'm sure he did. But Statham would play in a Manchester City side or a Liverpool side, like uh, Robinson were bought from um, Hull, right? All yes. got it from Scotland. Yeah, the left back. Now yeah. Statham is, is a natural is a natural tacky full back. Yeah. And he with the continental managers, he would have been bought. Now, like you said, West Brom were a Champions League team if if the four four teams went Absolutely. to the champion. So you're right, hundred yeah. percent right about that. And Ron wouldn't tell anyone because of uh it got a good team together. Yeah. Now he did sell Brian Robson. Yeah. Right? I'm saying he sold Brian Robson. I'm not sure. You you, you might, uh, because I don't remember everything, but I remember lots of things. He was sold to Manchester United when when West Brom wouldn't sell players. Yeah. They wanted, because they got a good team, like you said. If they'd have been four places in the Champions League, they would have been in those four. Season yeah. in, season out for a good eight, ten years. Yeah. Right now, I mean, he might have sold Robson to to to, to Manchester. Uh, might have bought Robson from Man United. I'm not quite sure, but he wouldn't sell. He would not sell his best player. I think he sold Lottie Cunningham to to Real Madrid, but I think Cunningham wanted to go. If I'm if if, I, if I'm right, I'm not sure. Yeah. But down those lines, you know, um, I'm not far wrong when I when I say things about past football, mm. but uh, Statham would have got into anybody's, anybody's uh, team, and if Sanson wouldn't have been uh, playing then, he would have been, he would have had under caps. And, who's to say, if Clough or whoever were, were a different manager, they might have picked it before Sanson, you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, again, it's all opinions, and, and you're right, 
that again, let's look at things as a football situation. There are very few players that actually turn down Manchester United and turn down Real Madrid as well. You know, the, the, these are two of the greatest teams ever in, in the history of world football, aren't they? Yes, without a doubt. And that, doubt. that fundamentally does put a different slant on things. Would would Albion have sold Robbo to, to Manchester City? I'm guessing, I mean, back in them days, Man City weren't what they are today. No, But no, I don't no. think they would. I don't no, no. think Robbo no. would have wanted to go to any what? other team apart from United because at Albion they were such a fantastic side. They were challenging it week yeah, in season in season out. What I'm trying to say is yeah. Ron might have bought him. I think he brought the Yeah, the, I, the I think you might be right to be truthful. You know, because Ron wouldn't sell him. Yeah, I think you might be right. Was, when he was there. But I know he went to Man United. And either Ron stopped... Well, to be honest, Ron might have stopped him going there a couple of times. Yeah, and then bought and him then, when he was at United. And then yeah. bought him when he was at United. You could be but right there too, trying, That's what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. That uh, Ron Atkinson had no need to sell. And players yeah. players didn't want to go because they wanted to play for Ron. They loved to play how his football. They loved his management uh, pers- yeah. uh, personality. And he's not going to agree. Everybody won't have liked him. He knows that. Yeah. You know, but in general, majority did. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say here is, he didn't sell players, and if he did sell Brian Robson, yeah. Uh, then he went to Man United because he, he must have known he was going to Man United. But I, I think I am wrong. I think Ron did buy him. Yeah. Looking at it and thinking about it, I think you're absolutely right. I think Ron did sign Robbo for United and wouldn't sell him previously when he was the manager of West Bromwich Albion. My five. Of the um, of the best central defenders of the 1980s that were British are Terry Butcher. Yep. I thought I thought Butch was a great leader and a great oh. captain, and um, you know we we can't forget that. No, no, game England, yeah, when he had the the the, the bandage the blood, and it was yeah, yeah. blood coming from it. So we, you know, we, if if you're a player and you want a, a leader and a skipper and that you know captain and that never say die attitude. Butch was as, as good as you got. And my next one is also of that same ilk, and that was uh, Tony Adams of Arsenal. Yeah. I thought Tony was, again, a great inspiration, a great leader, and a great old-fashioned centre-half. But my top three are defenders that were different to being an old-fashioned centre-half. They were three of the greatest British defenders, not just of the 80s, but in my opinion, of all time. And now Paul McGrath, Mark Lawrence, and Alan Hansen. And I think all three could play in any era at any club because they were just through the greatest central defenders that I've ever seen in my life. What a play play he was anyway, but what a player about the injuries. I cannot believe that I forgot all about Paul McGrath. It is unreal because with the injuries he had, United weren't winning that much, were they? He no. were, were in and out of team because yeah. of injuries. Yeah. You know, and yes, he went to Aston Villa, but he never trained at Aston Villa, did he? No, never, no. And, and Villa did quite well, don't get me wrong, but what I'm trying to yeah. say, you're right, what a player he was. Mm. What a player he was. And and, Han- and Hansen. Oh. Just, I mean... As a as a defender, he, he was probably the the first where I 
you know, watch match of the day and and and, and see a defender pull the ball down and play it and bring the ball out. He he was he was almost a pioneering British defender, whereas they'd be doing it on the continent, but there weren't many defenders in this country that were doing what Alan Hansen was doing. And, well, and if they were, weren't not as good as him. Yeah, uh, yeah Colin, Toddy, to be yeah, fair. Colin, Colin Todd was. And yeah, to be fair. McFarland as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but they were in yeah. the early 70s. You said to me, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Listen, all this thing about Norman Hunter, I'll tell you what's worse than Norman Hunter, but bite your legs. Chopper right? Harris. Chopper Harris. <laughs> Tommy Smith. Yeah. Them type of players. Jack Charlton. Yeah. They were the ones what were brutal then. Norman Hunter would go for a 50, well, go for a 50-50 fair, fair and square. I'm not saying Norman would kick you, you know? but he was he was a footballer with Norman Hunter. He was better, he was better than what people give him credit for. He wasn't just bite legs Norman Hunter. Yeah. He he was actually the first PFA footballer of the year in 1974, Norman Hunter what, was. What does that tell you? It tells me that, that he was a football player. He's a world-class yeah. player, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Because you know when players pick you like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Says it all. Behind the Lens TC is another feature that we do on our podcast. And it was that team photo that you posted up on your 1980 World Football page today on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but what was that about? I, it's not me. I think somebody else has put that on. Oh, OK. Uh, it got your name there. It got your, yeah. your post. And I thought it was you. Um, it's certainly you on the bottom right-hand oh, yes. side as you're looking at the photograph. Mick Lyons yes, was on there as well. What What was the uh, Oh, sorry, situation? yes, it was me. Yeah, yes, that was me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that, that, that team photo thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What's I the story was, behind there, that? There was a photograph of just me, weren't there? On my, somebody's put one of me on my, on on that timeline. Was that, that the forest one? one that somebody had put in? No, 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 uh, uh, no, that, uh, that was on, that was, um, and the uh, Haslam, Aslan. yeah, he yeah, put, that on. put yeah. that one on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one is, uh, I didn't know what it was all about, and I phoned uh, a guy up who was on that, Colin Walker, who works at the I said, Carl, what's this, what was this picture in aid of? And he told me, he said, Terry, it's to do with, well, he called me TC, just called it a TC, he says, it were all players what played at Sheffield Wednesday, right? The guy has got a book. He's wrote the book, right? And everybody's got a mention in that book, and I can I cannot remember the photograph. I can ask Colin what was it about. What so, year was it? Can you remember what year it was, TC? Because you you looked as though you'd I'd finished playing. I yeah, think. you yeah. did. Yeah, it it looked about the same the same time as you had the picture with Martin O'Neill. That that kind of. No, no, no. It was when I I think when I when I stopped playing. Oh, okay. Um, I weren't playing then. Yeah. I think that must have been into nineties or just after being nineties. I'll tell you what. I'll find out for you next week. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask Colin when it was because Colin Walker will know exactly. And you the... know, uh, he's a he's a anorak on football. It's Colin. And the book, it, uh, I'm guessing it, it's come out. Well, obviously, uh, <laughs> I, I have not seen it. Oh, right, so okay. Photograph. I'm, I'm trying to think of. Uh, um, when did I give an interview? Because we've all given interviews in it. That's what we've Right, done. okay, yeah. You know, we've all done interviews in the book uh, because it's done about all the players what's either played uh, from a certain period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but that's what it is. It's a Sheffield book. I'll just show Sheffield Wednesday's history and players. And those players there have all 
potent to the um, the, uh, the author, yeah, and um, give him you know the uh, intake of you know what it was like, I would imagine, and and what have you. So that that's what it is. Have you been doing any TikTok foot dancing to see while you've been in lockdown? I'd love, I'd, Gabby. I can't do it anymore. I bet yeah. I couldn't keep. I couldn't keep four passes up now. Yeah. I've got a bad. I've got a knee. What definitely needs doing, right? And Tom will tell you when I when I walk upstairs, I have to get up on my hands and knees because I can't really bend my leg. And my my right ankle is pinned. Yeah. Pinned and fused. You know, I had it. I had the ball. I needed a new ankle. Yeah. Because my foot was turning under. Right. And when I went to see the specialist, he said, "Look, the, the I think the last about." Six years, five. They looked. The last ten years. Yep. I, I could be wrong because in in Mellor had one, and he phoned me up and asked me about it. And he's had, and he's glad he's had his done. Mm. Um. So my ankle, you can't. I can't bend it. Yeah. So it's just a straight. So I couldn't balance myself, and I walk with a limp. So I, I listen. You think I would have been doing them? Yeah. I'd have done them with my eyes closed. I'd, I'd, I'd be. I'd have been throwing tricks in, but I just. I haven't got my knee. Both my knees have gone. The knee, they definitely need doing. And the only reason why I don't go in and I can get them done. And the only reason why I don't go because I've never had any luck, Gabby. Some some of my mates, what's had it, had them said it's brilliant. Yeah. And you've had one or two, what's had it done, and said they wish to have had it done. Yeah. And knowing my luck, whenever I can, when I said walk, as long as I, I what I don't want to do is finish up in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I could finish up having an operation mm. and it not working. And I'm not frightened, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just that I think to myself, well, ever I can keep walking and I do get pain, not pain, it's like it's like an ache. It's like an ache. Yeah. So um, do you think I would have been doing that? Well, so it was good. Yeah. Going to listen, I would have loved it because <laughs> I'd have had them all talking. But listen, I, I'll admit it, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. But my legs, yeah. I've, had, I've had my, ankle, my, right, my left leg pinned and fused. My left knee's gone. I need operation on that. My, my right one's worse than my left. Right? So I can't bend it to... to, to when I said bend it, I can't bend it where I, where I need to move. And I can't move about, you know, uh, a balance with, to, to get it uh, in and around the ball itself. Yeah. Because my legs, my, leg, my left leg is just straight. So there's, so, there's going to be no, no TikTok dancing and no, there's going to be no there. toilet roll challenge. How's your hair growing? And has, has Tom got the bowl round it and cut it yet? Well, uh, his mum, his mum has cut um, jocks and his. Yeah. And Janet cut mine the other day. I had to go and get it cut because it was getting longer and longer. It started to drive me around the twist. So uh, I said, I've never cut hair. She says, no. I said, you're going to do it. She says, I don't want to make a mess of it. I said, if you make a mess of it, it's only for two weeks. It'll be back to normal in two weeks. So, uh, but she made a good job of it. So that's how I've had it cut. Superb. But it, it, it does. When it, I mean, I have it longish, not long, long, but I have it longish. And when it gets, well, I'm 65 now. So when it gets too long, it starts to get itchy. And, and, I, and I wash it every day. Yeah. But it feels uncomfortable when, it, when it's too long now. Well, having no hair and shaving it every couple of days, I'm absolutely fine. So I don't need a hairdresser. We're now into extra time and time added on for stoppages, TC, because we're over an hour. All football's been suspended, so we can't find any football leagues anywhere in the world. Uh, the last one to stop was, was it Lithuania, where they... Somebody... Yeah, where the president... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep drinking vodka. 
we were laughing one we were laughing at one other day on television me tom and joe uh, yeah with the defender we're not ball busting and it, it was slower than me gabby <laughs> and we couldn't stop laughing you know so but it's all come to a stop now hasn't it yeah sad, sad. i think there's a bit of, i think there's a little bit of light is showing at end of the tunnel now Yep, hopefully it I will be back bit, yeah. soon. Probably three or four weeks away. Yeah. But but who knows? Could be sooner. Doubt it. Could be slightly later. Possibly. It is 13-11 and we do take it in turns to play the play out track. It was yours last week. I'm this week going to play Darling by the Womack sisters, who are... Oh, brilliant. Womack, yes, that's yeah. yeah, Womack yeah, and Womack, Womack their yeah. kids, and granddaughters of the great and late Sam Cook. So, great history there, great uh, great pedigree. And also, Binky Womack and Gina Womack and Mary Wells was related by marriage into that family. So, when we're looking at dynasties of of families of music, the Womacks are up there as possibly the greatest of all time. Oh, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And there's loads of them. So we're going to go out with Darling by the Womack sisters. TC, thank you once again for your time. Love to you and yours. Thanks everybody for listening. And we will be reconvening this time next week for another dose of the current view. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great weekend, you and your missus. Sun's going to be out, with the looks of it. So, giving your gardens, having a little bit of a uh, meal in your garden, obviously inviting all your friends, but try and enjoy yourself as much as you can. And we'll, uh, just, uh, we'll see you all next week. Hey, hey, hey. a bit. Bye bye. of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.